Welcome to Odd Bits and End Pieces, a podcast about nothing in particular, but focused on fun, music, and current events. And by current events, we mean anything that has ever happened anywhere at any time. Let's meet the Odd Bits and End Pieces players. Riley McNutt, John Paul Gamoki, Lee Johnson, Anita Ruth, Joan Griffith, sound engineer Jose Rodriguez, and our special guest, Jen Burley-Bentz. Two bits. After 64 matches spanning seven days, we have come to the final contestant in the final moment in the Name That Tune Million Dollar Tournament. After dodging difficult tunes like Silent Night and Twinkle Twinkle, our contestant has risen to the top of the competitive heap. Our contestant is on the hot seat and ready to go. Please remind our listening audience of your name. Uh, My name is Uncle Eller. Uncle Eller. That's an an interesting name. Are you related to Aunt Eller? Yes. Yes, I am. (laughs) But I've never been to Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) Um, To remind our audience, what is it that you do for a living, Mr. Uncle Eller? I'm a bean counter. A bean counter. Can you tell us what a bean counter is or does? Yes, I literally count beans. White beans, garbanzo beans, lima beans, red beans. When we say there are 100 in a package, there are 100 in the package. The baked beans get a little messy when you count them. (laughs) Have you uh, heard our song? Uh, No. Beans, beans, the musical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. The more you toot, the better you feel. So let's have beans for every meal. (laughs) I could have gone my whole life without not having heard that. Well, Mr. Uncle Eller, if you can name this tune, you'll be counting a lot of your own beans. Eh? A money, Mr. Uncle Eller. Mr. Uncle Eller, here is your one and only clue. This song comes from a film and stage musical that featured a single father with seven children. All of them later fall in love with their nanny. Mr. Uncle Eller, how many notes can you name that tune? I can name that tune in three notes. Three notes? Mr. Uncle Eller, you are the most courageous person we've had on this show. Maestro, can you play the first three notes? Could you play them again? Maestra? Mr. Uncle Eller, for one million dollars, can you name that tune? No. What? No. Take your time. This is a lot of money for you and your family. I don't have a family, and I can't name that tune in three notes. Uh, Can you give me a fourth note? That might help. This is unprecedented, but yes, we've come this far. You've come this far. Maestra, can you give us four notes? No, I've got nothing. 
nothing. How, how can you have nothing? You went through some of the hardest songs we had. This one is from a famous musical in the mid-60s with a huge female star. That information does nothing for me. I'm concentrated on the notes. Why are you confusing me? I'm, I'm starting to sweat. This isn't fun anymore. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. We've been unfair to you. To make up for it, we will now play seven notes. Seven notes, Mr. Uncle Eller, for one million dollars. Maestra! You've got it. No, I was trying to stifle a sneeze. I have absolutely no idea what stupid song it is you're trying to play for me. Why do you care so much if I get this? I'm okay not getting this and collecting the $50 consolation prize. I have a good job, and I only have to take care of myself, so please back off the negative energy. You are going to get this song and win the million-dollar prize if it's the last thing you do on this earth. This movie was shot in the Alps, and Julie Andrews was the star, and no, she did not sing the song, but the male lead in the movie did. I don't know, okay? I don't know. I want to go home. Okay, okay, Mr. Uncle Eller. Settle down, settle down. Uh, here, here, here's some water. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to throw it in your face. Uh, we will play the first section of the song with the words. Maestra. Edelweiss. Is it from My Fair Lady? Oh my God, no, no, My Fair Lady was set in London. What is wrong with you? This is the easiest song you've gotten in this tournament and we're, we practically sang the whole thing for you. This seems to be way more important to you than it is to me. Why is this so important to you? Because if we don't give away the million dollars, you will be canceled next season and I'll be looking for work again. Oh. Well, why didn't you say so in the first place? Okay. Breathe. Breathe. Can you please play the first three notes of this song again? Maestra. Edelweiss from The Sound of Music starring Julie Andrews. Are you for real? Did I win? Yes. Yes. You just won one million beans, Mr. Uncle Eller. Thank you for listening to the finale of Name That Two Million Dollar Question. I'm your ex-host. See you later. Four bits. An ode to a stamp. Oh, sticky little stampy friend, how I long to lick your end and place you on an envelope to send you through the post with hope that one day you will find the one to whom your address bids you run. 
but maybe not so freaky fast, because you pay a bill that's passed its due date on the billing card, and currently I may find it hard to pay the debt I have accrued, for which I fear I might get sued. So take the long way, if you would, for I feel today's postmark should hold my defense up in court, if prosecution should retort that I did not pay my bills on time, I will respond, what is my crime? You can clearly see the posted shows. I did my best to pay my O's. But should you find your quarry soon, oh, stampy friend, that is no boon. I wish not, for I must say, my fate is dark along that way. For prison cells lie to that end, and my cellmate is not my friend. He'll find me in the library, toting both rage and shiv with he. Oh, twelve times and seven more, he plunges shiv into my gore. And there I lie amongst the books, in the finance row, so no one looks. As I watch my life's blood run, I think about the only one that could have saved me from this fate. Oh, Stampy friend, could you not wait? Three days until my sweet city restores me to liquidity. My taxes then I could have used to pay collectors most enthused by prospect of continuation of my life and maturation. But no, you fucking stampy stamp. You have your fun instead and clamp upon my life like gods of old. With disdain you strangle hold and crush my life this day alack. All because I licked your back. Six bits. Game show. Welcome to the Odd Bits and End Pieces quiz game. There are three topics in each game and two questions with each topic. Each player will get their own topic and questions. If they cannot answer a question correctly, the other players can steal a point with a correct answer. Each question is worth one point. The player with the most points at the end of the game is the winner. As host, I can change the point total whenever I want. Our players today are Lee Johnson, Riley McNutt, and Anita Ruth. Lee, you'll be going first with the category Mix and Match. Great. Here's your first question, Lee. What's the opposite of a howdy-doody-don't? What's the opposite of a howdy-doody-don't? See a PPS? No, that is incorrect, Riley or Anita. A howdy-doody-do. Yes, a howdy-doody-do. <laughs> That's a correct answer for Anita. She has one point. Okay, Lee, your second, your second question. How is Dyke Bridge better known? Dick Van Dyke? No, that is oh. incorrect, but a good try, Riley or Anita. How is Dyke Bridge better known? The answer is the bridge at Chappaquiddick. Oh, yeah, of course. I've heard of that one. Yeah, mix and match. Okay, uh, Riley, it's your turn, and we're going to go to the category of Shakespeare. Okay. What Shakespeare character's mother is Gertrude? Um, 
gosh. Hum I, is not correct. You I have three seconds. Uh, no nope. Idea. Okay, Anita, you seem to know. Hamlet. Hamlet is correct, Anita. Another point for Anita. That's two points for Anita, who's really rocketing up the point total. Not even her turn yet. Okay, I know. Isn't that amazing? Well, it's a great game for that reason alone. I could give my point to Riley if he's feeling sad about his- You know, Anita, I give the points. I take the points away. We're not going to give E and takey here. We're not like the liberal whatever that, <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to be hard-nosed about these questions and points. Now, Riley's second question is with Shakespeare. Sir, yes, sir. What four words follow Hamlet's to sleep, perchance to dream? What four words follow Hamlet's to sleep, Perchance to dream. I can go the no nope. distance. That's two. Okay, Riley. Not a correct answer, Anita or Lee. I'm sorry. No. To sleep, perchance to dream. I. There's the rub. Okay, Riley. You missed two, and Lee's missed two, but Anita's just scarfed up those extra points and has to. Anita. You're the last contestant. Your category is amazingly music. Finally. How, how many holes are there in a bagpipe bag? <laughs> <laughs> this is music. It, I'm, in I'm a bagpipe bag or in, in the bag, chanter? In a bagpipe bag is the question. Three. Three is incorrect. Uh, Riley. Six. Six is incorrect. Five. Lee. Lee gets it with five holes. Oh. Yep, five holes. Congratulations, Lee. One for Lee. the mouth, one, one for the, 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 the piece with the notes. There are three pipes that come out of it? I can't even look at a bagpiper, let alone count I think the that's holes. right, Riley. That's okay, why I guessed so five. Okay, so the last question in music, Anita. What was John Philip Sousa's main instrument? John Philip Sousa's main instrument. Tuba. Tuba is incorrect. Lee. The sousaphone. The sousaphone is incorrect. Riley, any guess? Trombone. No, it's the violin. Oh. Anita. Anita is our winner with three points. Congratulations, Anita Ruth, on winning the quiz game today. (laughs) Thank you all for playing. Thank you. Eight bits. And what kind of sandwich would you like? I would like the club with no mayo. Which club? Uh, what do you mean? Which club do you belong to? I'm not sure I follow. And do you know the handshake? Well, well, no, but I have money. Oh, well, money. This one has money. Hey, Jess, look who has money. I don't have to take this from you. I'll go to another purveyor of finest sandwiches. Only the commonest of common sandwich shops will serve you with just money. You think Jess and me here went into crafting edible handheld masterpieces just to make money? Yes. You couldn't be more wrong, farm boy. Well, you are just a sandwich maker. I am an entrepreneur in the field of diverse animal breeding. You can't talk to me that way. Oh, ho, look who's all grown up. Excuse me, but I happen to be a member of an elite class. You are an entry-level laborer in the food industry. I am a scientist devoted to creating the top breeds of goats and sheep. A meat market pimp? That gives you pride? I am a sandwich artist. I don't just assemble a stack of meats and vegetables on bread. I create an oral experience for the refined palate. Refined palate? There are seven shops much like this one down the street. Those food troughs? 
That slop would hardly be worth feeding your farm animal brothel. I've had just about enough of this abuse. I'm leaving. You are walking out on the chance to try something your animal orgy could only dream of. I hardly think that... Oh. What is that remarkable smell? Mm-hmm. That is the smell of panini perfection. These are sandwiches that destroy marriages, drive people mad, and set nations to war. This particular sandwich was the tipping point for the fall of Rome. Fine. Fine. Look, I, I'm sorry I made any assumptions about your motives for your work. I am here because I would very much like to receive this essential experience from you. A club sandwich, if you would be so kind. Well, if you want to have a club sandwich, you have to be in a club. I think the ancient order of glutinous cheese board will suit you just fine. What is this? This this is a sandwich shop. I'm not joining some weirdo group just for some turkey and ham. Uh, but you have never experienced the like of this club. This club will ruin you for other foods for the rest of your life. I guarantee it. Oh, very well. What must I do? Good. Jess, bring the candles and the theraband. What the hell? What is an initiation ceremony without wax burns? Well, you see, I, I only have a half an hour uh, for my lunch today. No problem. We will have you prostrate before the panini after ten minutes at the most. Jess, we need the five-dollar foot shackles. Uh, well, <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm not actually that hungry. Don't worry. The, the pain is fleeting, but the memory of ambrosia lasts a lifetime, and so can the scars. You know, no, no thank you. I had really better get back to my animal husbandry. Nonsense. You simply must stay and join our secret society. I won't take no for an answer. Jeff, bar the door. You can't keep me here. And besides, it's a big glass automatic door. If you stay, you can have a freshly baked cookie gratis with the purchase of a sandwich. Goodbye. And if you're initiated for the comp... Shit. Jeff, another one bolted. Hold the mayo. Well, welcome everyone who's listening. Um, I'm Joan Griffith. I'm your Odd Bits and End Pieces interviewer for today. And my guest is the wonderful singer, actor, writer, uh, Riley McNutt. How are you doing, Riley? I'm doing all right. Thank you. <laughs> so um, before we go too much further, why don't you just tell us, uh, I think we'll have you sing first, and then um, we can talk about many things later. So what are you going to sing for us today? Great, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be singing uh, later from A Little Night Music by Stephen Sondheim. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. And I have to mention that I have the the extreme honor of playing bass on this with you, along with Greg Myers <laughs> on the cello and Anita Ruth on the piano. So uh, here comes Later by Stephen Sondheim. It's just that forget 
Henrik. Henrik. Who is Henrik? That lawyer's son, the one who mumbles, bland and boring. Yes, he's hardly worth ignoring. And who cares if he's all damned? I beg your pardon. It's intolerable being tolerated. Reassure Henrik, poor Henrik. Henrik, you'll endure being pure Henrik. Oh, I've been born, I've never been. How can I wait around for later? I'll be 90 on my deathbed and the late. Or rather, later, Henrik Agerman doesn't anything Riley, that was fantastic. Oh, uh, so much fun. <laughs> I've always enjoyed listening to you sing. Um, you know, you're just such a, a beautiful and expressive tenor voice. And oh, uh, it's always such a pleasure. Um, so um, I, almost every artist I know um, has some kind of gateway uh, thing that happens to them when they're young and impressionable uh, to get involved um, in whatever it is, music, violin playing, uh, musical theater. And um, what did you hear? What did you what got you into this? Well, I'd say my gateway was uh, Phantom of the Opera by Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> Actually, I think it's kind of the, the case for a lot of people uh, my age in theater. I think Phantom of the Opera, for some, for some reason, was the sort of the most put out there musical. Um, but I was probably six or so when my parents uh, picked up the cassette tape to the... Um, the, uh, the the original Broadway cast recording of Family Opera, uh, and I memorized it and loved it. And I was a little six year old, you know, singing um, "Sing for Me" that Family Opera is, is shouting, "Sing for Me" at Christine, like a little six year old trying to do that as dramatically as possible. Oh, <laughs> it sounds very special. I'm sure. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it was great. Actually, I saw the touring Broadway production of it, uh, and. I was probably seven or eight when I saw it. And like right then I was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard of. Oh. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so besides though, um, you being a, a wonderful uh, singer and actor, and if people would like to know more about you, Riley, I think one of the things they could look up online is um, All Is Calm, the production by Latte Da. And um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, sure. Well, um, I joined the process probably five years ago, but the piece itself, I think it's 15, 14 or 15 years old now. Um, it's, uh, it's an entirely sung through um, sort of musical history of the Christmas truce in 1914 during World War I, when both sides just decided they didn't want to fight anymore. And decided to sing instead. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Absolutely. it's a beautiful thing for our, our listeners. You should check that out if you're not aware of it. Um, and then another thing is that um, I've always known you as a singer and an actor, but I didn't know you were a writer. So, <laughs> That's a new development. Uh, yes. And how did that come about? Uh, the pandemic. COVID came around. Um, like like every other actor and performer out there, um, we all of a sudden found ourselves with no future employment, no outlet for our creative selves. Um, and I kind of seemed that the only way forward is to just write our own stuff. Uh, and actually I was, uh, chatting with Anita, um, and we were both like, well, how can we still do stuff? And we kind of, I started writing to add for a podcast that both, that we both thought was a good idea to, to pursue. <laughs> yeah. And why did you choose, uh, humor? Oh, I mean, I grew up on it. I grew up on, on the Marx Brothers, um, on, you know, Monty Python, um, on uh, a bit of frying worry. Um, and I, I love that sort of like, I kind of love the sketch structure because even if you don't like that sketch, it's done in a couple minutes and the next one's going to be great. So <laughs> a short form you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, for our listeners, I think that there's a sketch on here that you wrote called stamps and, um, which is quite funny. And oh, well, thank you. Where were you when that inspiration hit? Uh, I was um, I was at, at my day job uh, right now at a credit union in town. I'm a teller, and uh, we had a really slow day. But the, like the mail guy came in, and we were we were chit chatting about um, basically about how much stress the post office was under. That was this summer, you know, while um, they were kind of under attack for mail and voting, all that stuff. Um, and I was thinking about how much I liked the mail. Mail's great. Like, who doesn't like to get a letter? Um, and so I just started writing a thing about stamps and just kind of got to see how it would develop. <laughs> All right. Well, for those of you who are listening to our podcast, I think that's a really interesting story, uh, what comes out of a little boredom at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but don't tell my boss. <laughs> <laughs> O'Reilly, thanks for talking to me today. Um, I look forward to uh, uh, hearing more of your sketches and playing some more music with you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast, Odd Bits and End Pieces. We would like to thank our sponsor, York Dental, at the corner of York and 76th Street in Edina, Minnesota. Dr. Silva, Inez, and Jelinek's award-winning practice will gently take care of all your dental needs. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine.